Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Exclusively on the Parkville Network. Uh, PatandJT.com. You can find every... Uh, Wherever you can find our podcast, it'll tell you on patentjt.com. Like it wasn't a snake. Uh, <laughs> what did, uh, couldn't uh, find his headphones. Pat, oh, you couldn't? <laughs> I'm hearing the music and I'm going, where, where's, uh, where's that? Where, Why can't I hear? Where's goes, the, the headphones? It points down. Oh, God. <laughs> the snake got me right there. I think you need to get closer to your mic. How's that? You're, 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 you're you too go. far away. Okay. Yeah, that was, we were How just far heavy. should I be? You got a car? That was yes. our joke way back in the day. <laughs> of course it was. Okay. <laughs> you, it was. you got introductions? Uh, yeah, we have a Patch Dibbs who's been in here before with On the Spot Productions. You've been yes. in here before. I've been box here before. Officer. Several yeah. times. Uh, also, Randy Goodwin has also been here before. Yes. I have? Uh, yeah. I've been here. Yeah. We were in the other studio. See, yeah, then I haven't been here. Yeah, yeah. you haven't been in the yeah. in that spot. You haven't no. been in this wing of the office yet. That's right. Well, That's you've been here different. late at night when there's no one here. Yes. I know twice. Yeah, yeah. Twice. we met one time. Yeah, we. Yeah. Oh. That's what all tech business parks all about. Yo. <laughs> oh my god! On the, on the banks of the Papio Creek. I am right now. That's where it's happening. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you guys need to secure that back door better. Seriously, yes. Yes. Don't, yes. Hey, man. we don't have. That's a what back she said. Doesn't even make any sense. No, at all. it didn't. No, <laughs> no. Um, it's still funny. So um, I know it's, I, I don't care who you are, what you. It, it, it's still funny. Yeah, sometimes, that's what she said. Is still funny. Sometimes it's just the delivery. Boy. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of wearing thin. I don't know, but it, it, it it's still <laughs> funny. It yeah, it is. It is it wearing thin or is it still funny? Is it wearing thin? Yeah, I don't think it is. It just never. It doesn't matter what. It's kind of like the air quotes from Joey on Friends. When it doesn't matter if you use it right or wrong, it's funny. It's funny. Right? It, I don't it care. Is, it's funny. I mean, seriously, it's funny. Just like I just did air quotes. You just did air quotes. Didn't it's that, funny. You couldn't feel that. <laughs> just like I, I we, and we actually yesterday in our episode we interviewed Rocket. We had him on and we were talking about how planking. It, I don't care. Somebody planks in front of me, like you know the crate. <laughs> yes, it's funny. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh my god, it's so stupid. As long as they clean it's it so up. Stupid. As long as they clean it up. Yeah, I don't mind if they plank in front of me. But <laughs> grab a towel for God's sakes. What part of town are you from? <laughs> Yeah, what kind of planking are you doing? <laughs> we don't plank like that around oh, here. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, sorry. Thank you, you very much. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. Okay, so let's do let's do short short introductions as far as we we know names, but just let's get a little background here. Well, okay, so um, the reason I'm here is because um, and, and after we talk about Randy's film, The Job, which is uh, showing this week at the Omaha Film Festival, which we're going to talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, 20 years ago. Literally 20 years ago, I wrote a script, uh, a horror film named The Call. And I, the Call. I remember you telling me about this oh, 20 years ago. 20 where years were you guys, ago. Where were you guys idea. working then? Radio Sweet station. 98. Yeah. And we were both at Sweet broadcasting. Yeah. And he, I remember him looking. You like, were on the me. edge then. Yes, yeah. he was yep. on the edge. I was on the edge. Same company, same building. At that time. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad same they company. talked you down. Yeah, they did. Good to see <laughs> you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> air quote. Air, air quote. Felt that. Okay. So I wrote this, literally wrote this script 20 years ago. And Randy, I met probably, what year did you do Natalie Cole's story? Was that like 2001? One, yeah. So 2001, 
Randy was at the Sweet 98 Studios, and somebody had come up to me and said, hey, there's a guy downstairs uh, who went to the same high school you did. I go, really? He goes, yeah, he's some actor in town that's that's in a... You went to prep? I went to prep, yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. Well, I was that's older than Randy. That's what she said. That- yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Eric, yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. But it's so it's funny. funny. It's funny. Because it, right. it, re- it makes you replay the last it's eight so seconds. It's so stupid. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so anyway, I go down, I, I, I go down to, the, to the studio, and um, who would have been on the air on Sweet and Eat? Wasn't, weren't you on the air then in 2002? Um, the, uh, oh, 2002. On no, Sweet I, was in, I was in Tulsa. Maybe it was Johnny Danger. It was in what year? 98? No, 2001. 2001. Uh, we yeah, that would have been we Johnny. That would have been Well, we started in, in 2002. Yeah. I was yeah in Tulsa. So been. either John John Deschartis or Johnny Danger would yeah. have been on the air. So they were, he was in the studio. So I met, you know, we talked and we we're talking about prep and all that. And then I said, hey, would you mind? I wrote this script a couple of years ago. Do you mind taking this? And I'd like you to read it and see what you think of it. He's like, yeah, sure. You know, for 25 bucks. So I gave him 25 bucks. <laughs> How many times does that happen to you, honestly? Uh, is that pe- something pe- that happens? Scripts yeah, I guess. People bring scripts. Well, when they recognize your work, uh, I've been in the gym. People have laid scripts at my treadmill and said, okay. hey, you don't have to read it. I Are just, you serious? I love so, so, when, yeah. so when this stranger hands you his script, you're like, yeah, sure, bud. Well, <laughs> thumbs up. See ya. Well, I'll, yeah. read, I'll, read any, I'll read everything somebody gives me because you never know. There yeah. you go. You Good know, point. Be one, you know? Good for you. Okay. So I gave him the script, and I think it was probably two or three months later. Matter of fact, I remember... Ooh. It was the next week. Are you sure? I called because you said, wow, I can't believe you called. Oh, me was quick. it that quick? Yes. Okay, see. Typical guy. Oh, really? That's that's memory. Three months. Yes, that's what she said. So funny. Wow. I don't care. Funny. <laughs> Was, oh I, Brandy and I almost was only, jumped on each other yes. trying to say that first. It was only a Nailed week later. Yeah. Well, that's I, what she said, I know, right? But I, I do remember I was driving. She really did. That's, yeah, she did. So stupid. Pat, that's your own fault. It is. Yeah. Okay. Walked right into that sucker. Okay, no more. Okay. So, But I remember so I was in the car on, on Dodge Street driving, and my cell phone went off, and it was him. Mm-hmm. You were back in LA, I yes, think. Yes. And he's like, "Dude, I read your script and I really like this." And of course, I think he's. Th- I'm thinking now oh, he's probably just saying this, you know, to kind of like brush it off. <laughs> but he even said to me, "He goes, I. He goes, I, I. I'm not in any position right now to get this thing made, but someday I'm gonna help get this movie made." He's like, I, "He goes, I'm gonna do it." I go, "All right, man, I'll hold you to it." Mm-hmm. You know. And of course he was black. I didn't know if he was telling me the truth or not. But here we go. <laughs> That's what she what? said. Oh, Dad! I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I know it's what I know. Excuse me! Where are all the white women at? Oh my you God. boys! Oh my god. Oh my anyway. god. Wait a minute. We've lost so. control. <laughs> No, so I I, I, (laughs) stuck in his jacket. Oh my god! So I'm thinking, well, maybe he's just telling me that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we literally kept in touch. You know, whenever I'd be in California, I'd give him a call, or he'd come to Omaha, and and we'd talk. And and uh, what was interesting is that this this uh, script back then, the main character was in his late 20s, and we were actually having talking about Randy playing the lead mm-hmm. because in horror films, this is always kind of a running gag. Yeah. The black kid gets, first of all, always. there aren't any. Second of all, even if there is a black dude, he gets killed off like in the first place. Like, I, I, right? I have to interject here because this is, these were your words because I tell this story all the time <laughs> because it was so funny to me. <laughs> when, when, when I said, man, I really like, and he goes, good. Uh, uh, because I want you to play Chris. The and lead I, and, I, and I, and I went, 
We, you were at the radio station with me, right? Um, uh, me? No. Oh, him. He's oh, gotcha. Just the story. And, and I go, oh, you, gotcha. you, you did see that I'm black, right? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah. And I go, black dudes don't live in horror flicks. He goes, I want to be the first one to get a movie out there where the black dude not only lives, but he's the guy. Yeah. He's the hero. That's, that's like really forward thinking for what? 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years yeah. Ago. So yeah. that I thought. Interesting. Huh. Well, he's white. He's probably lying. But <laughs> he's just probably telling me what he wants to hear, yeah, what yeah. I want to hear. Of course, right. just so you know, I didn't mean him. I meant Keenan Ivory Wayans. <laughs> I, 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 there we go. But he, I was talking to him, so I just, you know. I'm not, there we go. Yeah, so with that, that was, uh, uh, it was, that was pretty interesting to me. So I literally, I didn't feel I was in a position, even though I was a series reg on a show, I'm doing this press junket for this movie. I never feel like I have the Hollywood clout. But then other people go, dude, everybody likes your work. Everybody mm -hmm. likes you. You're, you you have more clout than you think. Yeah. Looking back, when I took it to my manager and he started pushing it and we started, you know, just kept pushing it to different people, different studios, different, like at the times uh, there were people attached here and there and you had, of course, Pat Leachman reading it. Patricia Neal. Patricia Neal. Yeah. yeah. Her too. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I get those we had Cloris Leachman reading it. <laughs> I yeah. get those two mixed up all Cloris the time. Cloris Leachman. So anyway, just now you can continue. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is, is you know, um, before we get to finally how it got made, this thing went to six different companies over the years. And one of the first companies to option it um, was a guy in New York. He was an attorney that had a production um, company in New York City. And he represented an actress named Patricia Neal. And if you remember Patricia Neal, I mean, she was a very, very famous actress mm -hmm. in the 50s, 60s, 70s. She was like Mrs. Walton in the uh, original Walton's film before Michael Leonard took over the role. Yes. It was Patricia Neal. Uh, and so yes. she was an Academy Award winning actress. With, she started in HUD with Paul Newman. So she was in town. They were having a screening of The Day the Earth Stood Still, one of Bruce Crawford's movies. He brought it in. And she was coming to town. So when I first wrote the call, the character of Mrs. Cranston, I envisioned her being in the role. Seriously, because a lot of her part took place off screen on the phone. So I wanted oh. somebody with a really cool voice. And rec but somewhat recognizable. Recognizable too. voice. And Patricia Neal talked like this. I yeah. mean, this is how she talked every day, you know, 24-7. Wow, yeah. So, you know, when I'm thinking <laughs> this, this woman's perfect. So literally, I end up sitting in front of her at the screening, and I, I know I've got like 25 <laughs> seconds before the movie starts to pitch this thing, which I did, and I said, can I give you a script when we leave? And she said, well, let's talk in the lobby. Something, oh, great, she's just blowing me off. you know. <laughs> so I go out in the lobby. Everybody's taking autographs with her and all that kind of stuff. So I had to wait an hour for her to be done. And then I had the script because I kept 20 copies in my trunk every day. <laughs> <laughs> Gave her the script. And she said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be traveling oh for the next God. couple months. Here but uh, <laughs> if you'll be a little patient with me, I will get back to you. I said, that's fine, Ms. Neal. Thank you so much. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, um, she said to me, as long as the lead character isn't black. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. <laughs> but she, <laughs> then I'm out. So anyway. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> So, so, so anyway, it was it was probably two months later. Uh, well, maybe it was a week later. I thought Randy called me two months later. It was a week. Everything, your poor, everything your poor seems wife, like it takes right? two months. So everything, that's everything, what everything, with project, everything with this project it take, took long for, for Patrick. Right, man. For me, it was just rushing through right. because I'm out there. For him, he's like, dude. 
man, I gotta get, I gotta get this thing made. And I'm like, you know what? It, it's it's 2012 now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My head's on a swivel. Got a lot going on. <laughs> we're we're pushing. We're pushing. We're That's pushing. Gotta baby. get made. So anyway, she she agreed to play the role, and I'm thinking, oh man, we're in. I mean, yeah. she's an Academy Award winning actress for God's sakes. Well. Everybody turned it down. I mean, she had she did not have the clout like, we, like Randy was talking about earlier. Even though she was a very well known actress, very respected, she was pretty much retired. She wasn't really making movies anymore except an occasional cameo. Mm-hmm. So the project, you know, the guys had it for two years and couldn't do anything with it. And then after that, other companies would option it back and forth and back and forth. So then, and, finally, and what is an optioning? What does that well, mean? Uh, a company will say basically they they will own the script for a period of time. Sometimes it's a free option. Sometimes they pay you a little bit of money. It's never very much. But they basically then own it. And then you're not allowed to then, you have Nobody to take it off can, the market. Nobody else can. And that, that's some, for some people, for some, um, I'm guessing for some that that happens too, it's to shelve it. Um, because there's not something. Not the option. Okay, not, not the, the option? Because no, I'm like, no, no, can I, that happen to somebody though? Can they yes. get blackballed like that? It's like, Not blackballed, uh, but, but I do know for seriously? a fact. Seriously? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to can't take him anywhere. I didn't and, say, and I'm it's stuck not with my fault. Here. It's these two. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. That was a good no, question. But I do know someone uh, who had a script, sci-fi script. Studio bought it for six figures. Okay. Bought the script and threw it on the shelf. <sighs> wow. You still get your money. Just so that nobody so else would make it. Just, it because they wow. had a similar project uh, and even said, and the producers at the studio yeah. who I knew said, the one that we just bought is better than the one we're already in production mm. on. But oh, okay. we have a deal with committed. this actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we have a deal with these producers, so we have to spend the money. Wow. And since it's already in production, we don't want that to be sold anywhere else and to get done. Prime example, Tombstone. Really? Damn. One of my favorite westerns. Yes. Yeah, great movie. Came out before uh, Kevin Costner's not Doc Holiday. What was it called? Um, the uh, Untouchable. Wyatt Earp. No, no Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. That was Kevin Costner's. Yeah. They had been in production three years prior uh, to Tombstone, oh. but Tombstone got out first. Mm. And, and was a phenomenal. They're both movie. great, but very Tombstone good. is Tombstone. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Kevin Costner was very upset with oh. with with Kurt Russell. Mm. Very upset. It's not Kurt's fault. I, no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but it, is there he, such he thing as professional courtesy when it comes to something like that, or no? All did they bets know? Are off? Did Kurt Russell know that that Costner was actually doing this right now? I mean, everybody, that, you know, everybody kind of knew. You, you kind of know the big projects that are going on. Yeah, but it's not my fault if the studio says we want to we want to uh, come out in uh, uh, yeah. June versus October. Yeah, right. I mean, it's all it's all science. What movies are coming out? Obviously, the call which we just finished uh, uh, principal photography on. It is in post-production now. They want, to, they want it out sooner rather than later. So do you think we would want the call to come out on July 4th weekend with Will Smith's big bangers? No. No. No, no. no. no we don't. So they have to look at the month, the day, and who else the other is project? Out. That's and why sometimes it's a there's film, one so movie. Like you're right, right. There's, there's sometimes one movie comes out. Nobody else is mm-hmm. like because okay. they're too scared, right? Yeah. They yeah. don't want to. They don't want to yeah. tank. So Absolutely. obviously, closer to Halloween, probably the bad. Why right? don't Why don't more scary movies come out around Halloween? 
because they because the weekend's already stacked. Yeah. It's like, it seems there may like be a lot too many other films. February. Like I remember, <laughs> I like, remember. It's not a date movie. So <laughs> when Halloween H two O came out, it was the twentieth anniversary of the mm-hmm. original Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween H two O came out. They released it in August, and, and and I remember Miramax. I think was the company, and I remember thinking, why are these idiots releasing a movie called Halloween in August? So I was talking to my film rep. And she said, well, I'll tell you exactly why. John Carpenter has a movie coming out in October of that year. And as part of him being able to let us make this movie, we could not release mm-hmm. our film in October. Uh, That's why they had to release it either in October or January, which okay. is not a good month. It wasn't strategic. Oh, it wasn't. It was, it was this. Money. It was John Carpenter says, no, you are not going to release this movie. So there are but other that, factors. But still, that is strategy. Yeah. It is. That's strategy on John Carpenter's part. Exactly. Yeah. People's part. They're Smart. like, we'll do this movie. Nothing else similar mm-hmm. in the vein can come out that weekend, or we won't do it. You can mm-hmm. get somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That you know, sense. Alexander Payne's last movie did not mm-hmm. do very well. It was called Downsizing. And, you know, it, it wasn't one of his best films, that's for sure. But I think, I still think one of the reasons why that movie did so horrible is Paramount Pictures released that movie the same weekend of a Star Wars movie. Oh. Now, I don't care what movie you've made or what the genre is. Stay the hell away from Star Wars with your release. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Right. And Even so, though I know somebody would probably crack the joke and say that people going to Star Wars don't have a girlfriend. But. Well, <laughs> so but, it's not but exactly thing, like they missed their mark. But. It, it wasn't I only like Star, Star Wars, Wars too. But you know, you, usually <laughs> it's when a you. blockbuster. Usually it's, when you look at a, a, a release schedule, there's three or four movies opening. Generally, you know, major films opening yeah. wide, right? Yeah. That week, that downsizing opened. Not only did it open against Star Wars, seven movies opened that weekend. Wow. Because it was like right before Christmas. You know, oh, the week that's of- always that rush, too. Stupid, stupid move. I don't know what the heck Paramount was thinking of. So they either should have released it earlier Just or wait. waited till March and released, you know. Yeah. Downsizing was not a big commercial Christmas movie. So it was horrible, horrible planning. And, you know, I'm surprised Alexander Payne. I thought me, and I can't speak for Alex, he's not here, but I would like, he would have more clout to say, hey, you're not releasing my film that weekend. Maybe he didn't have no, one. Anyway, no, not no, to it's digress. Not like that. I, it's, it's, that's another. A whole nother story. Yeah. So let's get huh. to how this finally started okay. rocking and rolling because then Randy was instrumental in getting the ball rolling. And I'm going to pass this off to you how we ended up getting Lynn Shea. Um, well, we, uh, my first manager left the business. Uh, 10 years out, we were together. And then Gina, my current manager, uh, stepped in. And Gina used to be a publicist. Gina knows everybody. Gina knows Alexander's manager mm-hmm. and Alexander as well. Um, so we just started trying to put it in the hands of, of uh, anyone who would be interested in this genre. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, now that we're at this point, even Patrick doesn't know <laughs> how many people we sat down with because it doesn't make sense to keep telling someone, oh, we're sitting down with this person, this person, this person, until something viable happens. Yeah. So the script was always on the table. I mean, every day. It was on the table. And we would just talk to people. We, yeah. You know, any interview I had, well, what do you got next? I go, well, you know what? We do have a, a horror film, mm-hmm. if you, uh, you know anybody who's interested. Right. You know, you just keep pushing. Right, yeah. You just keep pushing. Um, but Lynn is a friend. Uh, and Gina is both of our managers. And uh, one day we, we were just sitting at a table. Uh, and I remember, did I tell you she was with us? 
I just remember you said, do you think Len would read it? Mm-hmm. I remember you Patty mentioned saying, her name, but I don't know. if Yeah. He said, do you think she would read it? And I go, I'll go of course. Because she already had. <laughs> Why you? Said, oh, a bunch of stuff is going to come out now that the movie's done. Right. We, can, I, we can tell everything. But you rat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but Gina, Lynn, and I had gone gone to the gone to this premiere, and we had a really good time. And uh, and then another time we got together, and Gina goes, Randy wants to talk to you about something. So we sat down at uh, Four Seasons uh, restaurant for drinks and. We were just talking about all kinds of stuff. And I go, and I, and I was like, so, Lynn, you want to read a script? And she goes, what script? Because she's, people don't know, she hates horror. Lynn Shea, that crazy? who is the biggest female name in horror today. Hates it, is, it hates watching it. She doesn't like the genre. She doesn't like the supernatural, spiritual aspect of doesn't it. Like she, it. She's like, I don't like it. I like, she's an actress. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the stuff she's done over the years, going all the way back to, to something about Mary, which, oh, you know, that character that was incredible. Insane. I mean, you know, she's just, yeah. she is a consummate professional who likes to delve into characters. That's just crazy. Because I, I knew some of the movies that she was in. Now I'm looking at the rest of the list here and I'm just like, oh my God. I forgot about something about Mary. I mean, seriously, you go Kingpin. down the list. She was in Kingpin. Yeah. There's right? something about Mary. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, but one, the horror franchises. The horror franchises. Yeah. That's yeah. what's crazy. Yeah. So with that, she when I told her it was a horror film, she honestly wasn't interested. Right. I away. mean, just for people that don't know, just just to kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street, Critters, Insidious. Um, those are the one, these are some of my favorites. Amityville, New Generation, Tales mm-hmm. of Halloween, um, Ouija, Ouija, and the Ouija. prequel. Yeah. Um, all those, I mean, the, you're like, what? Wait a minute. And she is, I, I'm sure, dubiously known as a sque- scream queen. Yes. Kind of like, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, yes. Jesus. But that's what she ended up doing. Yeah. That's what ended up being so, let's kind of, you know what's funny? I was just complaining about the fact that I hate getting up in the morning. Hate. Mm-hmm. So what was my entire professional career? <laughs> getting up at four morning in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she yeah. finally yeah. said. Same thing. So, I feel her pain. Yes, you do. <laughs> So we talked about something That's what else. she said. <laughs> <laughs> so she's there. So it is stupid. Bump. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> so <sighs> we talked about another script. Uh, something else where where I, I asked her. You know, hey, would you be interested in this other script that uh, you'd be playing my mother? And she's like, I'm in. I'm definitely in for that. That's awesome. not. I know that's not horror. I go, no, it's pure drama. I go, but in order to get to that script, I need uh, you to read this script. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like push this one over here. Gina's funny. My, uh, our manager, Gina's just like, trust me, Lynn, this is not your typical horror film. And you're going to love it. So she read it. And she got back and she goes, I liked the read. I liked it. I did like it. I have some questions. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where it kind of started. Mm. Slow, slow pushes. So, like when you're in, yeah. when it, so we haven't even really talked about what the movie's about. Like, can you tell like a little synopsis of what it's about? Because I, I remember bits and pieces. Yeah. So, um, the, the movie is about, um, well, I'll, let me start with the backstory if I can, because in, in the late 90s, um, I used to collect all these, um, um, Hollywood magazines like Hollywood Confidential. They were sort of like the National Enquirer of the day. You know, and they were all about different actors. And, and so in, in this magazine, there was an obituary column. And there was a B-movie actress. Ironically, I do not remember her name now, sadly. I, uh, but there was a B-movie actress 
who maybe was popular back in the 40s, but I didn't recognize the name. She died, and she loved to play practical jokes on people. So at her wake, when people came to her wake, her family passed out business cards. And the card said, basically, if you ever get bored, give me a call. And there was a phone number on the card. So these people get, and it was from signed by this woman. So they're going, what the heck is this? So they go up to view her body in the casket, and there she is laying up there, and there's a telephone sitting on top of her chest, like a rotary <laughs> telephone. Yeah. And she, turns out, she was buried with that telephone in her coffin. Okay, hold on. So, I'm Googling. <laughs> if, that, so, if that isn't in Wikipedia, it ain't worth crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I read that, I know it was meant to be kind of humorous, like, ha ha, this is my last practical joke I play. But you didn't take it that way. I thought there was, I just kind of said it chilled down my spine. I kept thinking there's probably a movie there because what I envisioned were all 200 of these people or whatever there were there. All went home that night, and you know what they did? They picked up their phone and they dialed that yeah, number. Yeah, they did. And we don't know to this day what was on the other end of that. that did they have creepy. like a? Did they have a voice or answering machine? Don't you know. know what I mean, or something like Be, that. Because um, the, the obituary didn't go into any of that. They just laid that premise out. So I went home. I ripped the thing out of the magazine, and then over the next few months, I just. Sandra West was in 1977. No, no. she was buried with her Ferrari. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that's Sorry. the next movie. <laughs> that's the call to Vroom Vroom. That's that's next year. But anyway, my car phone. So, Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. what happened was is I met I, I met a guy who had come to town that was going to try to do some production stuff, and I pitched the idea to him, and he said, "Well, you got to have a script. You know, you can't just uh, you can't just pitch an idea. You're not a known writer. Nobody's going to buy an idea from you." He goes, get a script written, and then we can talk. So then what I did is that's exactly what I did. So I wrote this script, The Call, and it was about this old woman and these four teens that would terrorize her. And it started out, you know, they'd play practical jokes on her. And as she got older, the jokes got meaner. And then one day, one of their jokes puts her on her deathbed. So instead of calling the cops and having them arrested, she instead forces them to come to her house and makes a deal with them that they would come back to her house, you know, X amount of time later, and they all had to go up to her bedroom individually and place a phone call to her grave because she was being buried with a telephone in her coffin. And so they had to go up to her room, and they had to place the... <laughs> and they had to place the... <laughs> scared her. <laughs> they had to place the phone call. I scared Randy, too. <laughs> I didn't even look up. <laughs> no, I'm still like, trying so to find a planking to... photo. Right. <laughs> I literally am. I'll, do I'll plank for you later. We'll, we got a stool. Oh, oh my god. god. We'll, we'll plank in the conference room. Oh Come my crap. gosh. Oh, I tried, but I'm drawing a plank. So anyway, <laughs> so that's the premise of the movie. You know, the, the the elevator speech, I guess you call. It. And then I wrote the script from that story, and and uh, that. So so when Randy and I and Lynn and Gina got on the phone one time, and Lynn had kind of said, hey, I like the character, but I don't think it's quite ready yet. You know, I, I want this and this, and I don't, kind of don't like this. So, you know, there was still some rewriting that had to be done before she was really going to fully commit. Because I, I don't know how long it took her to find At first, a year. Was, was it took, about a year? Just over a year for her to fully commit. Yeah. yeah. And that would have been about a year ago, I think, right? Wow. April of 2000. So the shooting's already done? It's, 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 we just finished like, two, two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't realize it was that far along. I thought it was just... Well, we had stages. to keep it quiet because I actually sold... So she brought in the director, Timothy Woodward Jr., who had, she, she had worked with Timothy already 
on a film called Final Wish that Lynn was in. And he wanted to work with her again really bad. And so she took the script to Timothy and said, what do you think of this? And he read it and he liked it. And then that's when we started kind of doing even more, you know, character development and making some changes. So you you, uh, wrote the script. Correct. Or did you have any say after it was purchased to like for the, did they have to pass it through you before they could change anything? No, they could. Well, they would ask me like uh, Jeffrey Reddick, who's one of the producers on the project, who's a wonderful guy. Jeffrey wrote, did you ever see Final Destination? Yes. He wrote that. Okay. And then he wrote uh, Final Wish that Lynn was in with Timothy that directed so Jeffrey, one of our producers, so Jeffrey, after I sold the script to Timothy's company, the production company, then Jeffrey would call me occasionally and say, hey, you know, we, we think this scene, this scene might be too expensive, so we need to change it, you know, and uh, maybe you should try this. And so he would kind of like make recommendations and I would make changes. And, um, and then even on the set, because uh, I flew out, my son Chris and I flew out to, to visit the set in January. And they had rented this old creepy $11 million Beverly Hills mansion to shoot the first eight days in. That's how crazy it is to see your project you've been yeah. working on for so long happening in front of you. It. That's well, incredible. Not only that, but I mean, you know, it was amazing to talk to these actors, you know, because I met some of the actors for the mm. first time when I went out there. And, you know, you're talking to these actors that you basically, you've created the characters and they're mouthing your lines and that kind of thing. So that's a very surreal experience. Did they they look how you expected them to look? It's kind of like you've talked to somebody on the phone a lot and they have this idea what they look like and then you see them and you're like, well, no, Yeah, because I had seen pictures of them like Randy would say, hey, you know, or or one of Randy or Jeffrey or the, hey, we just signed this kid, you know, and one of the kids, Chester, is in Stranger Things. So he's in that television show and I, I knew of him. Um... And then, you know, the other actors, you know, they'd send the photos and say, or, or else they'd send us auditions, like this person auditioned, this person auditioned. Let's see that you had that much. Well, I think. Not say, but not at least you were. It, but you're welcome. You were, right? <laughs> <laughs> well. You were, kept, you were kept abreast of what was going on and, and you were involved. Oh, my God. Yeah. Included. You were included. You know, because sometimes. so nice to have a friend to include you. As Randy, as Randy will tell you, the writers aren't sometimes always looked upon as the most, you know, we're, we're kind of the bastard stepchildren. Isn't that right? The I necessary mean, evil. Yeah. Listen, there's the old, there's the old joke. Did you hear about the Polish actress? She slept with the writer. So there, there, there's a reason. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We check that box. No, no, you want to run that. You want to run that. 29 minutes in, it took him <laughs> that long to make up a joke like that. <laughs> no, the writers, that's what she said. Right. <laughs> Second. There we go. He said minutes. Oh, minutes. Ah, oh, no. oh. And that's Whoa. what she that's said. That's what she said. No, but he, he, he's absolutely he's right. Unless you are a Robert Rodriguez who or mm. or Quentin Tarantino who's writing your script and getting the money and directing it, usually a, a writers in Hollywood they write and they write and they write and they have literary agents and they have meetings to become uh, uh, show writers, uh, be in a writing room, and their scripts are always sold. The only time a writer is a part of something mm-hmm. till the end is if they are a part of a series. So they're writing every day. Oh, okay. Got it. But, right. So but, they're done. But feature writers, they write it, get it out there, and then... While it's being shot, they're working on something else. It's like a writer of a song. They saw a song. Yes. Yeah. Kenny Chesney, he, he sings it and whatever, and it's done. Well, yes. and they could literally do anything to your script that they want. And I look at it as like if you sell someone your house, they mm-hmm. bought your house, mm-hmm. and then you can't, get, you can't get mad that they tear down the wallpaper and change the carpet. 
It's like, oh my god, that, well, it's my house now, Jill. Sorry, I mean, I yeah. bought this, yeah, so technically good, they could have done whatever the heck they wanted. So I was very happy that Jeffrey was very cognizant about including me. Like, hey, if we need to make a change, you know, what do you think of this? I mean, it was you know a very open thing. Of course, it's now a musical, which I wasn't happy about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's called the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> tweet me <laughs> the tweet. <laughs> But it's still pretty scary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still pretty. <laughs> well, tweet, uh, tweet. And, DMs. Right, slide into my DMs. DM me. So Randy's been lucky here because he's actually seen like a two-minute promo they put together, mm-hmm. and I have not seen that yet. By the Ooh. way, did Timothy give that to you to bring here in Omaha? Maybe. <laughs> no, he did not. They, yeah. it, Bastard. It, it, they did not release it because it was it's it was for the foreign sales. The foreign sales, yeah. And it was just a promo that no one in the public will ever see. Right. Wow. But, wow. the, but, the, but the new trailer should be available pretty quick now. Whip your vision into shape right there, yo, with Coogler Vision. Uh, we love that they're a supporter of our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, they've got some great things that are happening on their website. If you haven't been there recently at CooglerVision.com, it already was so user-friendly. If you thought about having any of the procedures done um, and so many different procedures, it's not just one procedure, one size fits all. But interestingly, you'll find over 600 five-star patient reviews, which is amazing. The number of people that are are taking advantage and saying, you know what, 2020 is going to be my year. And and I think there there were a couple of them that were talking about uh, making improvements that 2020 is the year right? Yep. They're ready to go. And, and one of the first ones was vision. I said what Gary said too. Dr. Kluger's, Kluger's office is amazing. They are amazing because you have cookies and they have delicious like flavored waters. They and, do. Oh, and then they're also great doctors too. And that too. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> uh, they said that the staff made the procedure a breeze. That's from Natalia. I especially enjoyed the surgery prep in a massage chair I mean, covered by a blanket, drinking some tea. I was relaxed, anxiety gone. I wish I'd done this years sooner. Now to make it even simpler, you can text them. The number to text is 72000. You want to text C Omaha, two words, to 72000. I did that. And you will get back a response that will first ask you to confirm. So I text back yes. And then it sent me a link. And when you go to the page, um, it, of course, welcomes you. And then it's got some real quick questions about what it is that you're looking for. And then I got a follow-up phone call real quick. And super nice, Nicole called, and she's there just to make sure that you got the information you wanted. And if you had any further questions, she was there to help you out. Get that consultation now at Kugler Vision. You can yes. also go to KuglerVision.com. And tell them Pat and JT sent you. Yeah. And That's I'm still, exciting, man. I'm still waiting is. to see the logo. Have they created a logo, a title logo yet for the film? For probably, the that pro- that'll probably be the last thing he does. Okay. So yeah. so we're looking 20 years ago, He made, Randy made good on his promise to help get the, the movie made. Which is why I'm doing everything I can to help yeah. p- promote yeah. his film, The Job, which hey. he wrote and directed. Now, we all, we've all heard of CPT, right? Uh-uh. Color people time. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Never it may have taken it may have taken eighteen years, but we got it done. We we have a few. We have a a mutual friend who uses that term. CPT, really? Still? Oh yes, that's right. Yes, he has. Some people have no clue what that means. By the way, my kids wouldn't know what CPT is. You know, a CPK. Oh what? It's California Pizza Kitchen. Love their pizza. Look at, they all looked at me and they were like, oh no, what is it? What does it mean? What does it mean? Did, are we live? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, there we go. Hey, anyway. Um, 20 years or nothing. It's You still yeah. got it. Got yeah. it done. Well, so. you know, uh, uh, one, um, because over the years, uh, Patrick would call and we, he'd say, any movement, any movement, you know? Right. You get frustrated and I yeah. get it because sure. 
I'm in Hollywood. I deal with the frustration every day, so I know how long this could take. He's in Omaha, and he's got a script that was so close at this time, and then it was so close five years later, and then it was so close, and it can become... And they think things, slow, mm-hmm. things are slow yeah, in Omaha. Exactly. So <laughs> right. I'm yeah. saying everything that I've seen, mm-hmm. trust me, it's still going to get made. I know it's going to happen and I'm not going to stop. And Patrick's like, all right, you're right, man. You're right. I just get, I just get a little, Ugh. but in the process, he's written other stuff. So now, I was going to ask you that too, if you had. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, um, that Randy will be involved with one of the, one of the scripts that uh, Randy is going to be a producer on is called Ghost in the Graveyard, which is a, a company in Greece uh, has picked this up. Now, it's not sold yet. It's just option. Okay. But he's raised about uh, a third of the money. And um, so Randy's uh, going to be involved in that. And that's a kid's film that I wrote. And we'll save that for another time. Nice. Uh, but I want to talk about Randy's film, The yes. Job, because I've seen this film. And it's and uh, we, we had a screening, or Randy had a screening when was that, October? Yeah. We talked about this it. when you were in the first time. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. And yeah. sold this thing out. The audience just went crazy. No, mm-hmm. I did not sell. It wasn't sold. It was a it was private screening. Well, you know what I mean. We cannot. By, by sold out, I mean it was fully attended. Packed. Yeah. That's fine. It was Very a packed nice. house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, distributors. I did not sell anything. <laughs> the popcorn was sold out. Yeah. <laughs> no which more had, popcorn. Which had nothing to do with the actual film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. There you Disclaimer. go. Disclaimer. So uh, I'm excited for Randy because it made the Omaha Film Festival. So now that movie is showing again this Saturday. Speaking of, okay, the film festival festival's going on through the 8th, yeah. uh, the 8th of this month. Yes, 3rd through the 8th. Started yesterday. Yesterday was the opening film and the opening night gala. And this episode's going to be on Friday. This episode, as we speak, is, is on Friday, so it'll be this right. Sunday. So this coming Saturday. Saturday. Yes. Yes. Mine will be Saturday so at 2.45. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, so tomorrow. Because this episode, this episode yes. runs. Hey, once, there you go. Once <laughs> CPT, this is Friday in podcast land. <laughs> yeah. See, look, I'm early. Yeah, There's you're CPT. early. Yeah. He's um, early. He's a day and a half early. That's, that's I'm mixed. P- PCT is podcast time. Podcast time. <laughs> podcast time. PCT. Yes. So, here we go. <laughs> and and PCT. something really cool just happened while we were driving here from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter checked my phone, and the the one film festival that I wanted more than anything was the International Christian Film Festival, which was a huge festival down in Orlando, Florida. And we're driving, and she goes, Dad, we got it! And I go, what? I go, are you messing with me? What? Because I will put you out of this (laughs) Christian car and leave you on the side of the street, you On this in this Christian town. (laughs) And then as I calmed down, she she showed me the phone. I was like, oh, well. God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Which festival is it? The International Christian Film Festival. Nice. That's the one that the, the Kendrick brothers wow. and that's huge. And the Irwin brothers who just did uh, I Still Believe, which will be coming yeah. out yeah. soon, okay. which is a great movie. Is yeah. it? And that's they great. did uh, uh, I Can Only Imagine. Yeah. That was a wonderful that's movie. Did incredible. Yeah. Uh, and and well, that man, movie congratulations. I love because that's awesome. Dennis Quaid was phenomenal in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got to get him in something. Absolutely. I got to get him in something. You know, we've talked about this too because we've both been fans of Christian movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, Christian films mean well, but they're just not very well made. This I mean, really they're just cheesy not, sometimes. They, so cheesy. They, don't, they don't need to be That's cheesy. That's the word. Heavy-handed yeah. sometimes. Yeah. The yeah. one that I saw that Sean Hannity produced had, like, him be the star of it at the end. You remember that? I don't know if you ever saw that. The one where the girl no was idea. done. Oh my gosh! It's like Monica and I practically walked out. It was so bad. Well, it is. It's like it takes it takes lifetime movies 
and and then just and drowns them. Yeah. And it's exactly. like you thought that was cheap. Okay, let me show you this. Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, hold my. Hold, yeah, kind yes. of. Oh, hold, wow. my, hold my diet soda. <laughs> so I remember. I remember the first film I saw, the first Christian film that I absolutely just went crazy over was called My All American. And it was with Finn Whitrock, who's now been in quite a, a few things. He played, uh, uh, in real life, he played he a kid Google that was dying of cancer. He was a football player for a high school. And I can't remember the guy that played the coach. You started in a movie with him. Uh, Towelhead, the guy that was in Towelhead. Oh, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart played the coach. Oh, okay. And did you see that? I don't know if you saw that movie, My All-American. No, I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. My All-American. I'll write that down. That's it. My All-American. Yes, yes. And so when I saw that film, I'm like, what year was that, Jill? Like 2013, 14? 15. 15. I'm like, this is how Aaron every Eckhart, Christian yeah. film should be. It should be this good. I like and Robin since Titty that too. has come out, like Randy said, like the Kendrick Brothers, all these movies, you know, I can only imagine. Yeah. There are a lot of names that you recognize in here, they're too. getting better. When you look at, and you're right. They're getting, they are, and they're attracting bigger names. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're seeing them like this one here. I'm like, wow, I recognize a lot of the names that are in this oh, movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, fantastic But movie. you're right. When they're good, they're really when good. When they're good, they're good, man. Yeah. And, and Randy's film, The Job, Holy moly. I mean, it's basically, and I'm going to let Randy talk. I'm going to shut up now, because it's just, <laughs> which is tough for me. But Randy, you talk about the job because this movie's phenomenal. Well, my father always said, let other people talk about you. So you can continue. No. Okay. <laughs> so please shut his microphone off. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> you bet. Sure. Um, well, the, the job came about because uh, of uh, a woman from that, that attends a church uh, of a friend of mine. In, in Lancaster, California, um, New Life Community Church. She, her name was Paisley, and I remember she came to me and said, love the stuff you do. Uh, I know that you're, you're moving into uh, doing some Christian films. She said, when I was a prostitute, Ooh. whoa, <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Paisley, what? What? <laughs> you never know. The sweetest woman in the world, she has a grown son who's married with kids. Good kid. He's like my little brother. She's like, Jeremy doesn't know his... His, uh, who his father is? I don't know who he is. And I was like, okay. Jeez. Oh, yeah. She goes, but where she is today, where she came from to where she is today, she attributes all of it to God. So she says, when I'm helping young ladies off the pole, when we're getting mm-hmm. these young ladies out of human trafficking, and this is California. Yeah. See, that that's the thing when you start talking about it. Because a lot of people assume, or no, not always, but the assumption always was, is that they were there of their own volition. Right, right. And that generally it is not, it couldn't be further from the truth. Right. But the human trafficking, and, and that's becoming more recognized, especially in this area, because in the Midwest, this is just a, an unbelievable corridor. Um, and in some of the rural areas where they've found these women, and you're just like, this is this is insane. This yeah. is like, and and that's just part of their route. Yeah. yeah, and they're it, constantly it moving them through. Hey, that's one of the executive producers of the film calling me from <gasps> Vegas right now. Look at that! Hey, all right. Yeah. Do you need to go take that? No, <laughs> he's only a producer. We can Bluetooth him in. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just an executive producer <laughs> yeah. who brought money to the project. NBD. Whatever. Now, if he was a writer, he'd have blocked his number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just shown it. It would have said random writer. It says Stibbs. Because all their numbers say random writers. Random writer. Oh my God, that's awesome! Um, but, but you're okay. So continue so, with her so story. So she's saying. She's, so when we when we try to get these young ladies together to do normal stuff, mm-hmm. to to try to escape, and we have our small groups and we talk about you know uh, what we went through or or when we're struggling, you know, we want to go out and see a movie. She she goes, I I can't take these young ladies to see Fireproof. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. 
I can't take them to see War Room or Courageous. They're good movies. She goes, but they always go, that did nothing for me because that's not my life. This is not something that starts in a pretty good place and ends in a pretty good place. And then in the middle, some things happen to test your faith. No, they came from having no faith. They came from knowing that they were going to die in this. Mm -hmm. And then they're pulled out of it and shown that there's hope. There's something more. There's something better. And I'm going to help you. And she goes, and I need to see that. Can you bring me that, Randy? Yes. And she did that face. And I went, went, I I can. Let me see what I can do. Give me a chance. (laughs) Give me a chance. And and then, I mean, honestly, then I went and I prayed about it. Yeah. More than once. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know where you want me to go with this, but I do like these movies, but I do want them grittier. But people are complaining that they don't want to hear the language in a faith-based film or they don't want to see this or they don't want to tackle these issues. And I go, then then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the whole point of church? Exactly. Is, is to, 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 to deal with the bad stuff to right. show that all it's doing is shaping you to be better. Mm-hmm. You just got to get through it. Yeah. So I started really looking at those things. And then uh, I was at the gym. And a guy said a script at my treadmill, which has happened before. But this time he goes, it's a faith-based script. Mm-hmm. And I went, I'm jogging. And I thought, that's interesting. Because hmm. I just prayed about faith-based scripts. And this is the first one that has come to me. And I read it. It wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Then another one came to me the following week. Wasn't very good either. But then Nicholas, who just called me, um, I have to go back to the story. Stephen Lee wrote a 51-page play about these two guys in a room. A boxer killed a guy, so this backstory, and then this kid breaks into his house, so they have a conversation. So it would have been two people on stage, just just a conversation. He kind of wanted to do the Tyler Perry thing, the way he did yeah. his plays yeah. and build up an audience. And one, I don't do traveling plays. Two, that's not my genre. I mean, that's not my, it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So he said, we got a little bit of money to do it. And I go, I'm not interested in the money. I took it to my manager, Gina read it, and said, uh, uh, I get your draw. To, I, get, I understand why you're drawn to it, but it's not that great. Mm-hmm. He probably hasn't written anything. And I go, no, it's actually it's his, one of his first pieces. So she said, why don't you ask him um, if, he can re- if you can rewrite it. If you rewrite it and turn it into a feature, we can get someone else attached, put in a little bit more money. We can shoot this thing. So I did. They said yes. I rewrote it. Um, I gave him a shot to rewrite it, and he he took a shot at it, and it it still wasn't where it needed to be, so then I took it over and rewrote it a few times and turned it into a 110-page screenplay, and then everything just fell into place. That is something. And now it's the film festivals, and now it's it's at the festivals. It's been through focus groups, and it's been testing through the roof. Is this like the season of film festivals? Uh, No. Film festivals happen all the time because there there are uh, approximately – 5,000 film festivals around the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you only hear about 10. You hear about Sundance, <laughs> Venice. Yeah. Uh, you Can. hear about uh, Tribeca. Yes. You hear about Cannes or Con. Con. Yeah. You hear <laughs> Cannes if you're snooty. <laughs> or just from London. <laughs> that was Patrick. Yes. That was Patrick. Um, but yeah, so there's there are tons of festivals. You just have to 
know the, the, the ones you want to go to and what reason you want to go? Do you just okay. want to get, get your stuff out You mentioned there? the Christian festival. Mm-hmm. Do each of them have kind of a target audience or have a, a genre? It's like, it's like, I really need to be in this festival. I really need to be in this one. Depending. Or, there, there, are certain, there are some genre-led uh, festivals, like there is Horror Fest, mm-hmm. which I would not enter my faith-based film in. <laughs> Um, nor would they enter theirs Mm -hmm. into the Christian. But my film, because of the way, like Patrick was saying, the way it's shot and the way it looks, it's not cheesy at all. It's a little gritty. um, And it's shot in an indie film style. So I can enter it in any festival that is just a festival like Sundance. Nice. Although I I just, I'm not interested in Sundance because Sundance usually won't choose you unless you've been a part of their their labs anyway, Mm -hmm. you know. Scammy scam sham. Yeah. Yes, I said it, Robert Redford. <laughs> say it and I say it again because I'll never be in your festival anyway, unless you are willing to play my father See? in yeah. a particular script. Yeah. And if that's the case, that Mr. Redford. There we go. Now it's Mr. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you've already got yeah. Lynn Shea playing your mother. Now you got Robert Redford playing your dad. You're sad. Now there are all kinds of questions. Right. Yeah, now there <laughs> are questions. Where'd he come from? That's what I like. That's my The mailman's black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the name of the movie? Wait, Dave, Dave, remember Dave? <laughs> the mailman. Oh, oh, oh. Look at that. That could be a good movie title. It stars Very in their eyes. When you positively, absolutely have to get pregnant overnight. That's what you do. <laughs> Bring it on. I don't think it's the mailman. <laughs> that's not the... No, that's FedEx, I think. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, I lost my complete train of thought. We were, on a, is, we were in a good so, place. Just so we're on, on record, I'm, this is the racist I've ever been. No. <laughs> I've, I've never been part of Yes. And I, it, I don't know, Pat. I've known you a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've Do you want me to get together, some text right? out? Yeah, as, <laughs> hey, good point. Good point. When you, fair enough. Fair the enough. 1998 Mitchell Christmas party, you came as Al Jolson. I would say that I was did, probably was the most bad. racist. I didn't realize yeah. it. I mean, you oh suckered God. me. I should call Shay again. Yeah. I should call Shay right now. I should call, call him up. Is this true? Wait a minute. Okay, we were going in a good place. Yeah, we were. The Christian show. So Steve had written this piece. And, and as a play, and he, and he told his buddy, Nicholas, who just called. Okay. He said, Nick, I wrote this play. Would you read it? Nicholas read it and said, eh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty good. And he goes, I wrote it for this guy, Randy. Good. Uh, I wrote it for this guy who's on this show, Girlfriends. He goes, who? He goes, he's on the Vampire Diaries, too. And he goes, Randy Goodwin? He goes, you know who he is? And Nicholas says, dude, I go to church with him. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> so then Nicholas called me at that moment. I said, hey. My friend Steve wrote the script. Would you read it? I said, yeah, I read it. And then that's when I went to Gina and did the rewrites and everything else. But crazy how things happen like that. You always hear stories about like that in Hollywood. Um, But I mean, living it like like you do, it's crazy how projects actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. But you changed, you had to change some of the script too, right? Everything. Because you said, I remember you said to me when you first read it, you're like, this thing is nowhere near ready. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it was only 51 pages. Right. And it was this a play. was one of his first pieces. Yeah. Yes. See, that I go back and I'm just going to ask you too. When you wrote The Call, was mm-hmm. that your first one? Yes. How, how did you know how to He's do it? He's a student of the game. Okay. His first script was really good for a first time writer. Right. He was someone that well, yeah, people in Hollywood years, read 20, it and was like, man, we like this. Because yeah. it's not it like just, the internet There was some to formatting. Go. 
Because he he didn't use final draft, which I told him to use for 20 years. So what did he use this word? Uh, no. Tab, tab. It was called scriptware. And in 1999, listen, it was a good, it was it was like the beta max of, no. of screenplay. No, he he actually wrote this thing on his Blackberry. He was thumbs, all thumbs, just typing it up. Space, 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 space. Wait a minute. How many spaces is the name supposed to be? Space, yeah. space, space. I, th- I know that's not true because he had a typewriter until about I six did. years ago. I did. I had a yeah. typewriter, man. Yeah, you did. Damn Royal? straight, I, I did. I Which know. there are a couple of uh, of of big time screenwriters who still use a typewriter. There's nothing yes. wrong with a typewriter. Yeah, is there everything wrong with a typewriter? I have a typewriter. <laughs> I don't use it for anything. Everything is but wrong I, with a typewriter. And listen, I tried to listen. If you've ever tried to write a script without the software, it is tougher than hell to do. Writing anything without software. Or, well, I mean, on the a pro- typewriter. To, to properly format. <laughs> yeah. And he mentioned, Randy mentioned a couple mm-hmm. writers, Joe Esterhaus, who has written like huge blockbuster movies like Fatal Attraction. And he still to this day writes his scripts on an old 1930s Royal typewriter. Hunt and pack. Fi- Manual. Yeah. Manual. Does he know that he can, it's easier in other he places? He knows. <laughs> but it's part of the process. It's oh, kind of no, like some no, people no, write, no. some people first, write longhand my still. First, <laughs> my first four scripts I wrote without script without uh, final draft where I had to literally just type my first computer was a Tandy got it in 1993 Tandy 1 9 uh, Tandy 1000HX that's it I had the same Damn. thing God. had to have the boot disc and then yes, put the other yes. yeah, totally did right so I was tabbing oh and spacing but I I learned I learned how to write because I had someone in Hollywood when I lived in Chicago that sent me the script the pilot script for Roseanne Wow. Uh, a buddy of mine was in the movie wow. The Fugitive. They mm-hmm. were able to get me a script of The Fugitive. So realistically, if you want to learn how to write, and he did a lot of this because we started you know, really yeah. getting into scripts and shows, uh, is look at the hit scripts Yeah. with the show. Sit down with the pilot script of Roseanne and watch the show Roseanne. Sit down with The Fugitive and watch The Fugitive and see if the beats all match up. Can, right. any, can anybody get their hands on these copies yeah, of stuff? Yes, you can scripts? now. Now you can go online and pay for them. Yes, okay. yes. Or you, I've got a few in my trunk if you want. <laughs> that sounds like a creepy line. <laughs> you got a few He's things in the trunk. You got a couple scripts in my trunk. He's got a few interns in the trunk. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you drove to here from L.A. <laughs> Felicia, reach in the back and grab that. Oh, my goodness. Why did you drive from L.A.? I'm just wondering, not fly. You just like driving? Oh, Coronavirus. Oh, I'm kidding. I was going to stop it. I'm all in on that. I'm not interested. It's it's pretty funny, though. There's a couple of Mexican cats that I know out there, and they're like, dude, I got the coronavirus, and they hold up a corona. Of course. I'm going to have a coronavirus this weekend, Holmes. Of course. I'm like, no, but uh, I drive. What is that? What's the meme going around? It's like, uh, I survived, uh, what is it? Hawaiian Hawaiian punch made with Everclear in college, and there's no way... A disease named after a beer is going to take you down. <laughs> take you down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the damn Chinese eating all that raw oh, fish and sushi, man. That's what it is. They're, it's, they're eating all that no, raw it stuff. No, it isn't. It's bat soup. I ate all the... Yeah, it was I, bat I soup. I kid. I'm yeah. sorry. It was a bat. Somebody bat ate a bat soup. like yeah. it was KFC. That is a thing. <laughs> it is Somebody a thing. Somebody was K- BFC. They were eating BFC. bat fried. <laughs> I don't think it was fried. fried. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I don't think it was Bad fried. fried chicken. No, no. I, I, out, of, out of every ten trips I uh, take, uh, I come, you know, come back here. Eight of them I drive. Which, which, what's your route? Um, this time I took uh, the southern from mm. L.A. right across uh, Nevada, right into Arizona, New Mexico, New Mexico, then Arizona. No nope. pieces. Arizona, then New Mexico. Arizona, New Mexico. Texas, Texas through the Panhandle, and then up north. Then uh, Oklahoma, yeah, Kansas, 
up through Lincoln. Boom. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it'd so, be. I mean, there's the so snow. many. There's so many great ways to drive it. So yeah. many neat things to see. That is true. Yeah, I mean, it would be I, cool. It is. A it's cool a long. Drive. What? Twenty four hours? Twenty two hours? Twenty four hours. This one was twenty six because my me and my daughter we just stopped and normally if I if I just drive and stop for f- gas and food, I can do 21 hours. But that's taken, you know, through the Rockies. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I took this route because of this, the ice storms in the Rockies. Understand. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, time of year. Understand. Yeah. But I love to drive. Yeah. I love to I, drive. I'm, I'm with you. I love, dri- I love driving. Just putting podcasts in or, you know, I get sick of music after a while. So just listen. I mean, hours and hours and hours of podcasts. Just love drive. Them. I'm going to yeah. create, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to design a, 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 a ship that has... On the outer, a track, so that I can literally drive from here to London. <laughs> so when I get on there, I can laps. just keep driving the whole time, so laps. I can say I was the first one to do it. Drive to London, I you like know, it. I, I, I just, like it. <laughs> I was just reading online. They just have a case now uh, in Iowa where they pulled a guy over in his Toyota, and he has uh, it. But it's, I guess, it's Corolla virus. It's not. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Where's my drum roll? I don't Where have, the hell no, is I have, my I, have, I, have, I think I have a... We, I have will you add like a drum roll, Pat? <laughs> He's going through his <laughs> That's all I got. That's, that's about That's about more appropriate than a drum roll. <laughs> that's the cleanest oh, joke shit. I can do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, so the movie. Let's get back to Omaha Film Festival. It's going Omaha on this weekend. Exarbon Theater. Exarbon yes. Cinema. Exarbon Cinema. And uh, your showing. Yes, I am showing, and my movie is as well. Um, <laughs> Uh, we are. Depends it, how well it, you it want to get be, to know him. It will be <laughs> this Saturday, March seventh, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow, in podcast Good job. In podcast time. PCT. Good job. And PCT. Uh, it's at two forty-five. Uh, get your tickets because people have been going online and getting them. And the last two private screenings, uh, we had two hundred RSVPs for the first one. Right. Uh, it's a 162 seat theater. 180 people showed this up. This kind of be a part of Man. history because this is this is neat because it's somebody from hometown. Um, once again, it's kind of like when Alexander Payne was going through his. I mean, everybody wanted to be a part of what was going on. You know, it's like hometown. And oh my gosh, did I say something wrong? No, <laughs> did you? He's gonna pass out. Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the virus. Things <laughs> I will not say on the air. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, to yeah. find Festival.com. If you go to omahafilm.org, yeah. and that's where you'll find details about how to get tickets. Yes, you can buy too. tickets online at omahafilmfestival.org, and you just go click on Randy's Film the Job. And then you can also buy tickets at the door on Saturday, correct, Randy? Yes, yes. If it's not sold out, I, I would recommend. Can you buy them in advance, like days, yes. like today? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Tomorrow's showing? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Good idea. Yep. People had tickets for this the day they released it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, cool. they said That's February awesome. 10th I could start pubbing. February 11th people were sending me uh, Facebook messages. Got my tickets. Awesome. Got my tickets, and other people were like, oh, I gotta get my tickets now. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, of course, okay. they thought it was the Italian job with Vin Diesel. They misunderstood. <laughs> so once they found out it was Randy's film, they ticket sales went through the roof. When I first googled the job, I'm not even gonna tell you what came up. That's oh, right. I kid. I kid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I kid. <laughs> That's not Remember, a Christian, the Christian film. film, the yeah. job, the That's job. Right. But you, you can actually, if you want to, you want more information on it. You want to see some uh, the trailer and just some videos behind the scenes stuff. You can go to the job faith based mm-hmm. uh, movie uh, on Facebook or or Instagram. Watch the trailer well. too, because that that that'll give you a real 
clear view of what you're going to be yes. seeing. Trailer's really amazing. Good. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. The Fantastic. film's amazing. This will be the third time I've seen it. And we might want to mention that there's a certain voiceover that's done at the beginning that's very good in this film. Really? It is. It is. Yeah. It, uh, I, I went and got a big name, big name uh, <laughs> really? a voiceover yeah. artist. I don't really? think I, I still haven't gotten my check for that, yeah. by the way. It's in the mail. <laughs> Budget restrictions, right? I understand. I went... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you guys, we appreciate you giving us an yes, hour. Yes, we do. Thank you. Congrats Thank on you the guys. movie. Thank you. And Randy, it's great to see you again. Congrats. Thank you. Well. Thank you very much. And I would like a disclaimer here that uh, being a Christian, um, I didn't come up with any of this racist crap. That's that was right. all them. That was right. all them. It's all CGI voices. I'm kidding. It was me. It was, it was, it was me. You know what? God knows. You, you God's know funny. You know who's God laughs. Right? I he can laughs. He, he was laughing too, but as he probably was shaking his head at Patrick. Oh, writing write it down in the book. <laughs> it was going down. That's Thanks, boys. Right. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you, both. You guys go to patandjt.com to find out where you can listen to our podcast. We appreciate you listening.